This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. The entire province has reopened, and I guess this will be a big test this weekend to see if we can all handle the responsibility. Yeah, we can't. (laughs) I mean, mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. It is what it is. Yeah. Brace yourselves for some... uh, some altercations between the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's an expert. Everybody wants to get involved in everyone else's business. You're going to have the partiers is chugging booze, rubbing up against each other. Yep. <laughs> People hanging on the beach. Well, if you're going to the beach, be respectful, especially if you don't live in the community where the beach is. We already had Sobble Beach. They reopened, and then they got bombarded with people from out of town. They say mm-hmm. uh, most likely from the GTA coming to the beach, and they actually closed, shut her down again. They said, no, we're going to close the beach again. We don't want all these people rolling into our town, possibly infecting our community with coronavirus. But there are going to be tons of beaches open this weekend. And just show show courtesy, show respect if you're a visitor uh, going to the beach in a, in a town you don't live in this weekend. Uh, I'm looking at some pictures here of a packed beach in England. It was the hottest day of the year over there in England this week. And packed. Like, no room to put down a towel and, and sit on the beach. It, it's shoulder to shoulder here. And then there's another shot of the end of the day when everybody left. And the garbage that they left behind is absolutely disgusting. Masks, rubber gloves. Um, They say at least one person, this is the beach in England, at least one person at this beach defecated in a fast food burger box (laughs) and left it behind. I mean... At that point, don't you just dig a hole in the sand and bury it like a cat? Come on. I'm not don't encouraging do that, that either. I'm not no. encouraging that, but why take the extra step to do it in garbage? I don't get it. I hope, I, I believe that if the beach is open, the public bathrooms at the beach are going to be open as well. So uh, get get in the bathroom and do it the old-fashioned way on a toilet. <laughs> Instead of going in a hamburger box and leaving it for someone else to pick up. How scared are people to go into public washrooms right now, though? Just imagine the poor guy who thought, man, today's my lucky day. I found a free hamburger on the beach. (laughs) It's still warm. (laughs) (laughs) Last night, you hosted a pretty cool online event. Yeah, virtually a comedian amateur stand-up contest. We uh, had this idea a long time ago, Taz, where we wanted to uh, get a Taz and Jim, you know, comedian star search. But then COVID hit, and uh, you know, yeah. the Yucky Yucks was shut down, obviously. So we kind of had to change things slightly. So we had six comedians uh, join us on uh, this webinar thing. It's like a Zoom call with a bunch of people, and uh, myself. Uh, Mark Breslin, the founder and CEO of Yuck Yucks, was there. Uh, Clint Cucci, who's a great comedian. Uh, we all uh, watched these guys do five minutes of stand-up each. Then we gave them some feedback uh, about their sets afterwards. You were worried it was going to be super awkward watching comedians uh, do a set without a live audience to to feed off of. Was it awkward? 
It's it's part of the it's part of the fun though when you go see the amateur stand like it's so sometimes amazingly awkward that that is that's the best part if you like that kind of awkward thing seeing that but you know everybody was great um, you know a couple guys uh, went up there for the first time ever before they've ever been on stage they signed up and this is like the first stand up they've ever done so uh, Terry shout out to you man that was his first time doing it and uh, yeah proud of him for for doing it because it's not easy especially in front of the uh, the 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 guy who invented yuck yucks who has all sorts of stories like he's met all the big names he knows everybody worked with joan rivers mark breslin is a legend in, yeah. in the comedy scene not just in canada but worldwide and was he talking about some of the big names that st- started out at yuck yucks jim yeah, and I, I wanted to specifically ask him one question um, because I found this tweet from comedian Norm MacDonald, and it says this, uh, quote, The first person to give me a job in comedy was Mark Breslin, a brilliant comedy mind decades ahead of his time that was the anti-club owner who put a clause in the contract of Sam Kinison that promised him a $1,000 bonus if Sam was able to walk the room. And that's the end of the tweet there. But if you don't know what that means, that means when a comedian is either bombing so bad or being so aggressive that the entire crowd gets up and leaves. So it's a pretty crazy statement to say that a club owner would encourage that. If you don't know who Sam Kinison was, he was around the late 80s and was a wild man, oh, very influential. Oh! Yeah, like a crazy style. You either loved him or hated him. So I asked Mark Breslin if this was true, that he had a bonus uh, if Sam Kinison was able to walk the room. And here's his answer. So we brought in Kinison, and um, he was just okay the first couple of nights. But the third night, which was the Thursday night, it was a full house, and he walked the entire room. The entire room. (laughs) The entire room, everybody was gone. So he was backstage. <laughs> I walk backstage and um, I take out my wallet and I pull out a hundred dollars. It was a hundred, not a thousand. Norm really exaggerated that, um, but it was a hundred dollars. And I said to Sam, and he probably thought I was buying him off and saying, "Okay, here's your money for the night. Go take the plane home tomorrow. You walk the room. I don't want you here anymore." But no, that's not what I said. I said, "Sam, this is a bonus you get tonight. It's a hundred dollars for walking everybody in the room." And I will give you another $100 every show you do for the rest of the week. But you have to walk the entire room. If there's four people left, you don't get your bonus. But walk the room. I'll give you $100 extra. And he was completely shocked. But we became really close friends because of that. So that's, yeah, he was that type of guy where he was... Not only did he love comedy, he loved ruffling feathers and and just like having good stories. So that's how cool Mark Breslin is, basically. We did have to make a choose a winner. It was tough competition, but we did have to choose a winner. And uh, London comedian Justin Gale was the guy who's moving on to the next round here. Justin! And uh, here's an example of uh, uh, one of his bits. He's talking about S Club 7, the, the, the British band. I don't know why. I, I have a, I have a soft spot in my uh, soft spot in my heart for um for S Club Seven because uh, that was like the first band that I knew was manufactured. I know S Club Seven like they actually it was 1998. They actually there was a there was a day where they created uh, uh, S Club Seven. It was there was like a CEO and and they're on the the 14th floor. They had charts and demographics and uh, you know the CEO came in and like listen up everybody we're not doing five band members anymore. That's over. Okay, we want seven. Next prime number up. We're talking S Club Seven, right? And this is going to be the most diverse band you've ever seen in your life. 
right? I'm talking 90 style diversity. What am I talking about? I'm talking girl, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy, girl. I'm talking white, black, white, 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 okay? I'm talking 90 style diversity. <laughs> That's Justin Gale, the, uh, the, the guy who's moving on to the next round of the amateur stand-up contest. Yesterday, Windsor Essex was able to move into stage two of reopening, joining in uh, London, Ontario, Hamilton, uh, St. Catharines, Niagara. You got your uh, greater Toronto area opening up as well. So um, with the exception of Leamington, because there's still some issues in Leamington and Kingsville, uh, the entire province has reopened, and I guess this will be a big test this weekend to see if we can all handle the responsibility. Yeah, we can't. <laughs> I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, people are going to do what they're going to do. It is what it is. Yeah. Brace yourselves for some, uh, some altercations between the mask wearers and the non-mask wearers. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's an expert. Everybody wants to get involved in everyone else's business. You're going to have the partiers is chugging booze, rubbing up against each other. Yep. <laughs> People hanging on the beach. Well, if you're going to the beach, be respectful, especially if you don't live in the community where the beach is. We already had Sobble Beach. They reopened and then they got bombarded with people from out of town. They say Mm -hmm. uh, most likely from the GTA coming to the beach, and they actually closed, shut her down again. They said, no, we're going to close the beach again. We don't want all these people rolling into our town, possibly infecting our community with coronavirus. But there are going to be tons of beaches open this weekend. And just show show courtesy, show respect if you're a visitor uh, going to the beach in a, in a town you don't live in this weekend. Uh, I'm looking at some pictures here of a packed beach in England. It was the hottest day of the year over there in England this week. And packed. Like, no room to put down a towel and, and sit on the beach. It, it's shoulder to shoulder here. And then there's another shot of the end of the day when everybody left. And the garbage that they left behind is absolutely disgusting. Masks, rubber gloves. Um, They say at least one person, this is the beach in England, at least one person at this beach defecated in a fast food burger box (laughs) and left it behind. I mean... At that point, don't you just dig a hole in the sand and bury it like a cat? Come on. I'm not don't encouraging do that, that either. I'm not no. encouraging that, but why take the extra step to do it in garbage? I don't get it. I hope, I, I believe that if the beach is open, the public bathrooms at the beach are going to be open as well. So uh, get get in the bathroom and do it the old-fashioned way on a toilet. <laughs> Instead of going in a hamburger box Again, and leaving it for someone would. else to pick up. Yeah, and how scared are people to go into public washrooms right now, though? Just imagine the poor guy who thought, man, today's my lucky day. I found a free hamburger on the beach. <laughs> hey, it's still and warm. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Yeah, like I've heard the horror stories from friends who own businesses up in Grand Bend, Ontario, nice beach community, saying that uh, 
uh, families will come there. They'll spend the day, and they will bury their garbage in the sand, including dirty what? diapers and stuff like that. It's so disgusting. So if you are, you know, just uh, take a little extra care, a little extra caution, and show respect to the communities you're visiting if you are going to mm-hmm. hit the beach this weekend. The Dixie Chicks have changed the name of the band to just The Chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they've uh, they've decided to do this because of the ties to the Dixie, to um, the civil rights movement in the United States, and uh, slavery, the Civil War. They are now just from here on out known as the Chicks, and it's hilarious to me to see the number of people that clearly are not Dixie Chicks fans that are freaking out about this on social media. Like, this does not affect your life at all. Do you really care that they are no longer using the Dixie? Another country band did this, too. Yeah. Lady Antebellum is now mm-hmm. Lady A because Lady Antebellum has uh, uh, slavery uh, overtones as well. I Yeah, I've heard of the Antebellum South. I had to look up what Dixie meant. And it's like the Southern State. It's a nickname for the Southern States that were generally part of the Confederacy. Right. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I, they could do whatever they want. It's their band name, and if they felt that it was the uh-huh. right thing to do, more power to them. But is Texas King going to have to change their name, or is it only specifically, Di- like, if it's Dixie, Antibell, I, I just don't know where the line is. Well, we'll find out. It's not our line to move. We'll we'll just sit on the sidelines here and, and let uh, change happen. And it seems to be happening all over the place. Uh, you, you see... A uh, number of cartoons uh, that had white actresses voicing uh, black characters have made changes. Kristen Bell was let go. She uh, voiced a, a black character on the new uh, animated series Central Park. They're going to recast her role. Jenny Slate from uh, Big Mouth. She was a uh, interracial character. Her cartoon character was interracial, so they're getting somebody who actually has experience living that life to voice that character. There's change, change happening, man, uh, and I hope it's encouraging to those who who want it. To me, whatever you know, Dixie Chicks changing their name doesn't affect my life, but if it if it was bothering somebody. And it affected their lives, and now it doesn't. Great, as long as they keep singing that song about murdering their husband, I'm I'm good. That is you something know? we can all agree on. You don't want to offend anybody, and everyone knows it's fine to sing about murdering your husband. He was, Earl was a jerk. Let's be honest. He had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> I wish I could have just brought the microphone into our living room. There was a complete meltdown going on. Uh, yeah, my son, uh, it was just discovered that my son had peed at some point between when we put him to bed last night and this morning. And my wife my wife was asking him, he's so defiant now, when we ask him if he, if he peed the bed, he'll always say no. So it's like, you peed the bed? He's like, No. It's like, did you pee in our bed? Because he came into our bed to sleep last night. He's like, no. Did you pee in your bed? No. Did you just pee now on the couch? No. And then 
the last thing I heard as I came back into the office here was, you peed the bed. Whoa. I know you are, so but what am I? He's turning it around now. If you're going to accuse me of peeing the bed, I'm going to accuse you of peeing the bed. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, Mom. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So rewarding. <laughs> Having kids. Let me tell you. Uh, by the way, I want to say good luck to my friends uh, Ashley and Tommy who are uh, uh, having a baby today, getting induced as we speak. Awesome. I think they're sitting in the hospital bed, getting ready to to welcome a new baby into the world. <laughs> and this is my buddy, you know, Tommy. He's of course, been my him. buddy. Yeah, I've been my buddy since high school. And he's like the last holdout of all of our friends from, from that era to have kids. Hmm. Early 40s. He, he wasn't sure if he was ever going to have kids, and now he's going to have a new baby. He's, uh, <laughs> he's had a lot of questions for me over the past few <laughs> few months, and I could just imagine how he's feeling right now. Better now than when he was 20 then, I guess, eh? If he, if he has this wow. many questions now. <laughs> but it's, it's so weird, man, having a kid. It's like one day you don't have a kid. And the next day, you have a kid, and you can't get rid of it. you got to <laughs> keep it. It's there. Like you're you like, take it home. Your life changes forever. It is. It's a weird feeling, man. And this article, maybe I shouldn't. I don't think they're listening, but I just saw a headline. Uh, raising a child now costs a grand total of $252,000. So what? over the kid's lifetime, it's going to cost you a quarter of a million bucks. To raise a kid, but yeah, but if you have more kids, it's cheaper for every additional kid. So if you want to get a good deal, yeah, that's why your parents, Jim, probably had six of you. You know, Pat Kelly loves a good deal. Yeah, it wasn't because they loved me; they wanted a price break. (laughs) They wanted, yeah, they wanted a discount. Well, good luck to Ashley and Tommy. We're we're super excited for you guys. It's so rewarding. You're going to love it. And Jim, you were just talking about the hand sanitizer pumps that got stolen from the beach town of Port Stanley, Ontario. Somebody stole all the hand sanitizer pumps for whatever reason. And it reminded me of the story that I saw a couple days ago online. Uh, new food trend, macaroni and cheese on tap. <laughs> what? Yeah. A reporter in Cleveland, Ohio, tweeted about uh, the possibility of Stouffer's macaroni and cheese being available on tap now. <laughs> and, yeah, it's what you're picturing, like a beer tap that instead of beer pours macaroni and cheese. It, it sounds like something Homer Simpson would dream up in one of his fantasies. Yeah. Uh, this guy, this guy tweeted out a picture of what the macaroni and cheese tap would look like. Uh, news stories started uh, popping up, huh. like uh, news outlets started reporting on this, and then he pulled the tweet down. So there's speculation that this may not be a real thing, especially. Because Stouffer's Macaroni and Cheese tweeted out, Would you look at that? It's almost like we're seeing it for the first time. 
will keep you in mind. So maybe they didn't have the idea, but now they saw that picture hmm. and they're going to start making macaroni and cheese available on tap. <laughs> I'm trying to picture how it works, and like I'm thinking, like like Alphagetti's coming out of a can all slow and in one piece, you know. But yeah, I, but you know, it's I'm now I'm picturing it more like a slushy machine where it's constantly being stir- stirred so it doesn't get gross, and then whenever you want it, you know, then it comes out like the nozzle into a cup or so. I could see it working. I could see it working. Doesn't get gross. Just the thought of a swirling Slurpee machine full of macaroni and cheese isn't already gross to you, Jim? Well, it depends what time in the morning it is. If it's 2 a.m., you know, and it's at the 7-Eleven, come on. And it would have to be the same size hole because, uh, you know, the, the beer-sized tap isn't going to work. The macaroni's going to get yeah. clogged in there. You'd need a larger hole. <laughs> And and then you just pull the handle there. Yeah, the Slurpee machine, I think, would be more practical. <laughs> yeah. And then when you get some hot dogs. And, when did macaroni and cheese become a condiment, by the way? Have you noticed that macaroni and cheese is now a topping that people will put on other things? I've always experienced it as an entree in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mom would make the macaroni and cheese with the breadcrumbs on top in the oven, or you'd just fire up some quick craft dinner, put it in front of you, maybe cut up some hot dogs, throw it in there, and that was your <laughs> meal. It wasn't like, hey, we're having, uh, we're having burgers, and here's the macaroni and cheese to put out with the relish. Yeah, it's like all these stoner hipsters who discovered this in college went on to start restaurants. A macaroni and cheese on tap. Can you imagine the sound? Oh, it, it, no. <laughs> no, thanks. The sound of it going out of the tap. No, uh, you'd, you'd think your neighbors were doing it if you lived next door <laughs> to the macaroni and cheese restaurant on tap. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Okay. Well, now I'm not yeah. hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think this has the possibility of being gross, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> I don't <maybe>. know. <laughs> it, it, may, it may be gross. Uh, we didn't get a chance, Jim, to play fake news. You choose this week. Hmm. That's the game when uh, game of Palooza, where we give you a headline. You guess whether or not it's a real news story or something ridiculous that Jim and I have made up. Now that means I've got a couple. I I've been finding crazy stories, crazy headlines that are true. And I've got a couple of them that we might as well just just talk about here. <laughs> okay. uh, for example, this is a real news story. A group of 10 people busted with a truckload of illegal fireworks and three dead alligators. Hmm. Cops in Staten Island, New York, arrested a group of 10 people after they were caught with a truckload of illegal fireworks that they were planning to sell. And mixed in with the fireworks, just for good measure, they had... Three dead alligators. Police tweeted out a photo of the hall, uh, excluding the gators. They didn't tweet out the dead alligators, but they did mention them in the tweet. And they specifically felt they needed in the tweet to say, we are not joking. This isn't, this isn't a prank. They had fireworks and three dead alligators. Now, they don't say where what? the trucks were coming from, but if I had to bet... <laughs> I guess there were Florida license plates on those trucks. It just it's too perfect. It's too perfect. 
is another headline. You sent me this one earlier in the week. It's too perfect. Man with machete face tattoo allegedly involved in machete attack. I love these. I love these. It's a it's a machete a tattoo right on his face, right below his eyeball. Can't miss it. And I guess that's his thing. He's the machete guy who fights people with machetes, and of course he gets arrested for it. He's 25 years old. His name is Justin Couch. Uh, he told the uh, told the cops that the victim told the cops that they had an argument, uh, and then the uh, the guy with the machete tattoo swung the bladed weapon at the victim's face, who put up his left forearm in defense. Ooh. Oh. The victim then passed out from severe pain after being sliced in the arm by a machete. Oh, <laughs> the uh, the machete uh, tattoo g- guy was arrested and charged with aggravated battery, but clearly he did not get charged with false advertising. <laughs> he, <laughs> because, he warned you. He warned yeah, you. You mess, you mess with a guy with a machete face tattoo, sometimes you're going to get the blade, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.